powered me up, bruv. Hi, welcome to the What If Podcast. Uh, yeah, host tonight uh, gonna they're gonna be uh, spanked or whatnot and uh, ran, ran uh, cramp or snap. Hi. Uh. Shout out to everyone except that one lady who said she was never going to listen to our podcast again if we kept playing those Lydia Sounders. Turns out she's not. Yeah, she's not here to hear it. She's so not here fine. to hear it. <laughs> and that's okay. What's going and on with you? That's just fine. You know what, man? I'm doing okay. Okay. Yeah. How are you? I feel like someday I'm going to ask you that question and you're going to be like, you know, fucking great. All right. And then we're going to celebrate we're- with air horns <laughs> and confetti. Uh, I feel like every week yeah. you're like, mm, I'm technically here and alive. No, I mean, I'm not bad. I just, you know, normally what happens, uh, you know, uh, w- when we do this show is I have like, I've got, you know, I've got like morning dog responsibilities and I got post work responsibilities and I got like a 10 hour work day and then I come straight here without eating dinner. And so usually I throw some snacks in the truck. I need some snacks in the truck. But I think it's like it's normally when I get here, I'm already kind of 12 hours deep into like a long day. Mm. So I'm like, all right, I'm settling into a new thing. I got to I got to change gears. I got to I got to spin my head around in a circle. To be like, now I'm doing something different. Don't, don't exorcist yourself. Uh, I was thinking more like, you know, like like putting the, the gopher head on and sp- like spin your uh, head. Spin your head. Mm. You know they do that. That's a cheer, right? The Minnesota no. gophers. They, they make the, because the mascot's head is not attached to the body. And so if enough people yell at him to spin his head, he just goes, and just spins his head around in circles. Sports are fun. Sports. Sprouts. S P R O T Z Sprouts. Um continuing the streak uh of me shouting out a podcast that isn't ours at the beginning of every podcast. Why the frick not, bud? <laughs> Why the frick not? Our friends Kyle Tranmyrie and uh Tony Williams uh-huh. have a podcast called What's Good Man. Sure do. And they I don't know if they do it every episode, but they do this thing called uh well where they, they check in with one thing that they're feeling strong at or strong about. Oh, sure. And one fi- thing they're feeling weak at or weak about. Oh, wow. I really like that. Uh-huh. That's like, uh, did you ever have a class or like a, a situation where you do like thorns and roses? Yeah. I, 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 I get that it's mostly the same thing. I hate that phrasing so much more. I mean, of course you do. Right. But <laughs> that's a very like. Anyone who's listened to any of the previous 150 episodes <laughs> should have anticipated that's that. That's a thing you would hate. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Um, it also, I, I like the strong and weak thing because it's more of like an introspective, uh, like self evaluation than it sure. is like a, here's a good thing and a shitty thing that happened to me. That's true. And, and, and that with that introspection, you get the, like the empowerment of I am strong. Like I am good. It is me. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a rose is just like a, it could just be like a. Makes me think of the bachelor, which is not great. Oh, that's, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. See? Coming well, around. That's that, <laughs> I mean coming around to my personal perspective on this thing. I think I'm I think I'm more just bummed for you that your immediate association with one of the most beautiful flowers in the world is a terrible reality television. So that's show. where I'm feeling weak. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should we should do it quick though. So you're you're are, would you say you're feeling weak at uh I, I'm just feeling weak at energy right now. Yeah, or like adjusting. Adjusting, transitioning, yeah. gear, shifting gears. Sure. Yes. What are you feeling strong about? What am I feeling strong about today? Um, I'm fucking, I'm still here. Perseverance, bro. Okay. Perseverance is... Versatility? Versatility, yep, yep. Those are both true. I'm doing doing a lot of things, and I'm keeping them all moving. Weak in the snack department, though. Easily fixed. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, yeah. But you can't eat on the show. That would be so rude to all well, of no, you all no, no, beautiful you listeners. Right, right, right. Munch, 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 munch. <laughs> so you're doing it anyway. Munch, munch, munch. No, no. That's a funny sound effect. If I was actually eating, it would be... Oh, see? <laughs> Yo, exactly. <laughs> Not funny sound uh, effect. I knew that was going to bum you out. Terrible sound effect. Sorry to anyone who has headphones I was going to say in. a bum to everyone who had headphones <laughs> in. They were just like, ew, get out of my head, you weirdos. Welcome to the What If ASMR cast. Oh, never. Oh, mm. God, Never. Gonna, gonna just like bring in cotton balls and rub them near the microphone. Hell yeah, we gotta get a, a nice stereo situation going. It'll work well with our new our new light kit. 
It will yeah. really be setting the mood. We'll get one of those, uh, what's it called? Binaural microphone situations. Oh. Where you put them like in your ears, you know, those things. And then they go like back and forth and they go wah, 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 and they make your head feel weird. No, the, people make, uh, so there are a couple ways to do it. You can either like, you, you take like a little, usually a small omnidirectional mic. So it records in all directions equally. Yes. And you, you make like a headset out of them. So you actually wear the microphones in your ears so that the microphones are picking up exactly what you hear at the same like spacing and timing that you would hear it. Oh, okay. Or they people make like model heads with microphones. Model heads. Yeah. Uh, there's like Neumann makes the, uh, the classic one that like it looks like a mannequin head. Yeah. But they put like two $10,000 condensers in each ear. And so it's buy this head for $20,000. Quite literally. That's yes. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, so people will do it for like uh, like 3D audio for like VR or for 360 video oh, sure. and that stuff. Makes sense. So that you're actually getting the immersive experience. That makes sense. Yeah. We're going to do that, but with me eating soup. <laughs> God, I can think of almost nothing less I'd like to listen to right now. <laughs> with close up 360 video also. Also, I don't think there's going to be 360 audio from you eating soup unless you're eating it. In I'm like spinning. A lot of <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm spinning in a circle, twirling and eating soup. Oh, boy. Always twirling. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to lose some soup, bud. Well, that'll be a new sound. Losing Three, your soup? 360 soup loss. I lost my soup. That's going to be our new metaphor for just like when it's all... When we can't stomach something we're talking about? Or just like when the whole program's cocked, like when you're too decker. <laughs> it's like, oh, you lost your soup, bud. <laughs> Instead of losing the plot, we've lost our soup. We lost our soup. Oh. Um, you didn't give me your strong and your weak. Oh yeah. Um, if we're doing it, we're fucking doing it. No, no, it, no. Bro. You're right. You're right. Let's start talking about 360 soup. Um, <laughs> and we got a little derailed. We lost our soup, if you will. We've never gotten derailed before, though. So I'm feeling strong uh, in a, in a self employment sense lately. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Bro. The old uh, the old find shit to do that pays you every month game. Yeah. Um. I'm feeling kind of physically weak at the moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> I uh, I fucked up my ankle playing basketball when I had like a good, some good like fitness momentum going. Mm. And then it was also a week where you're encouraged to like sit around and eat food and, and drink. And yep. I partook in both. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. And then yesterday morning. I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah. And like I wasn't, I also wasn't working out, which, you know, compounds the problem. Right, right, right. So feeling a little uh physically weak which then you know cocks the whole program if you will if you will it's it all it's all connected the whole soup yeah well not to like fly in the face of yours but i worked out before work today for the first time in a while See, we got to record the podcast and that then. was uh, i was i was very i was happy with myself i said hey great job hey self Great job. I can't do the early morning workouts. I'd rather do a late night workout than an early morning one. Mm. I, I, was, to, I feel good afterwards, but goddamn. I used to do that when I was in high school. I had a, there was a 24 hour lifetime by my house when I was in high school mm. and I would go shoot hoops and go swimming at like 1130 because Hell it was yeah. summertime and I was like, no one else is doing anything on a Tuesday and I'm bored and I'm not going to go to sleep for another two and a half, three hours anyway. So I would just go for a late night swim. I'd be the only one in the pool. And then get out and like throw on some shorts and yeah. shoot hoops and call it a day. I love when so uh, the return of rec league basketball is, yeah. is tomorrow. Oh boy, Coach Coach K's coming back. So we let's we, go. We switched up our name this year instead of uh, smoking trees and stroking threes. I'm a thousand percent disappointed. Well, here's the problem. Eh. Uh, we've been in this league long enough that all the refs hate us, so we're trying to pull a fast one this year uh, and be like, oh, that team's not here. This is a new team. Yeah, because they, so, they probably don't recognize faces. They just go, oh, that fucking team again. Right, so yeah, this yeah. year we're dang, we love sport. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to go extra wholesome with it. So we'll see how it goes. If it improves, next year you have to change it to like, God bless referees or something <laughs> and just see if you can really. Our team name is just We Love You next year. <laughs> Salute to the stripes, <laughs> stripes and whistles. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, just see how see how much you can brown does the referees. Foot locker employee team. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Perfect. Yeah, last year it got cut off, too, so we were just smoking trees and stroking, and oh, it, well, it, that, was, it was just time for a change. That might have explained why the refs were not super <laughs> thrilled about you in the first place. Like, ew, what? Can y'all get it together? Ew. No, we absolutely cannot. We, no, we cannot. All right, um, you want to talk about alien owls? Hi, everybody. It's the What If Podcast, if this is your first episode. <laughs> Sorry. You're having a weird day. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about aliens and owls and both. Hell yeah. Or drunks. <laughs> or, well, or all of the above. Why not all? Uh, this is, I feel like we've talked about before, we've covered a, uh, a significant number of, I would say, like the quote unquote classics. I feel like this is sort talking, of. When it comes to alien encounters or just weird shit in general? Just like weird shit stories. Yeah. We've covered a lot of like, we've covered a lot of the classics. Not a lot yeah. of them, but like we've done a decent number of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one is. Uh, is in the realm of like classic stories that we've maybe referenced, but we've yeah. never actually been like, fuck it, we're going in. I tend to gravitate towards the like B tier classics. So not the mm. like JFK assassinations and faking the moon landing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because everyone's done those, but the ones that are like that next tier down where there's still a bunch of information and speculation. But not a lot of like coverage, coverage. But like, yeah, slightly off yeah. the beaten path. Okay. This is one of those to me. Okay. I like that. We've referenced it a few times in the past, I believe. I think we have, but we've never gone in. So right. today, we're going in. We shall, we shall do her. Um, we're, we're doing the, the Kelly, the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. Uh, the, there's the the Kelly Goblins is another word really? phrase for this one, which I like a lot. Just the Kelly, not the Hopkinsville. Just, nope, just, just the, Kelly, the Goblins. Kelly Goblins. Well, it's, I mean, I guess I understand the Kelly Hopkinsville combination because it's like. It, it was like in between the two locations, well, right? Well, technically it happened in Kelly, but then it got reported in Hopkinsville because it was the bigger city near it. Uh, so I think it was like. Sure, sure. Y- yes, and. Uh, sure. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, we're going back in time. That's a very good question. You'd need to go and speak to some owls. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we're about to. I don't know why that one's still on the, on the soundboard. But and it's I applicable. Did, I didn't even remember what it was, but there's just one that said owls, so it's I went applicable. for it. Did we... Maybe it was on here because we did an episode about this and we just don't remember it. You know, honestly, it's 150 possible. whatever, 160 in, I would not be surprised. I actually had that thought last night when I was doing... You're like, have we done this before? Right, because I know, I think I referenced it in the, um, I think it was a Patreon episode we talked about the Hellier show that came out last year. Yeah. Which originates near Kelly Hopkinsville and with goblins coming out of the ground. Yes. Also, a new season of that show dropped on Friday. Uh Uh-oh. And I've not watched it yet. Uh Uh-oh. But when I have a minute, I'm going to. Uh Uh-oh. And I'll give you a review on an upcoming Patreon episode. I didn't get sent the screeners like our friend Rob. We're not cool enough yet. Oh, shit. Rob Christofferson has legit UFO cred. We just have idiot cred. Yeah. <laughs> dumb, <laughs> dumb guy who which, who's friends with some smart people cred. Which equals basically no cred. Yeah, or no, just no one sends Tangential cred. Yep, yep. yep. Um, yeah, no, that's true. And I think peop, uh, people often tie them together because there are enough similarities. So I'm sure we referenced it because of some similarities. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, we're going to 1955, August let's 21st. Let's go there. In Hopkinsville, Kentucky. And there were five adults and seven children who pulled up to a police station at 11 o'clock claiming they had been fighting off aliens for the past four hours. Which, we're not going to bury the lead. It's a pretty strong start. Mm-hmm. Now, the... Already, we we enter one of the tough parts about these types of stories is I saw eight adults and three children. I saw seven adults and five children. And I saw the numbers that you're quoting as well. So I don't know. So to be more specific, the number that I'm quoting is the number of people and the, uh, I guess, ratio of adults to children that showed up to the police station. Oh, I don't think it, everyone it, who it. was at the house went to the police. Okay. But it is unclear. The reporting on this is murky. And it's, a, it's now, you know, 65 years old. Right, right. But I will say it's it's murky, but we do have some pretty good and cool... Like, there's a newspaper article that details this in really solid detail from the day afterwards, which I will read some chunks of. Yeah, that inevitably. is av- available on Google, which is fun. Yeah. So... 
the story goes, uh, we're at Glennie Langford's house who had her three adult sons and their wives and kids over for dinner one night and the rest, on, the, on the 21st. And the rest of the family is the Suttons, right? There's like a bunch of the Sutton family. Yeah. And then there was also a, a gentleman named Billy Ray, who was a family friend and not related, who was there that night. And there, he was in town from Pennsylvania. Mm. Bill, Billy Ray. I, listen, I get to use my southern accent on this episode. I listened to the uh, <laughs> the most recent episode of the Dolly Parton's America podcast that oh, I was yeah. plugging a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's all about uh, exploitation of southern stereotypes for profit. Here we go. So I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm acutely aware tonight of mm. uh, the southern accent and stereotypes, so I'm going to try and avoid them, but they do sort of play in at times here. I'm going in. Yeah, fucking, go, go I'm, ahead. Going, I'm going ham on it. <laughs> I will. That is your call, I suppose. <laughs> uh, well, they're just the guy. Na- well, we'll get there. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to try and be not an asshole about it. Okay. Uh, at about gonna be a teeny one. seven o'clock on the 21st of August, 1955, Billy Ray steps outside, I believe, to grab water. Yeah, he was going to the well. Yeah, because they, they did not have running water in their house. And it's also, it's summertime in Kentucky. They don't have uh, they don't have a lot of, like, they don't have air conditioning. They don't have running water. I even right. believe they don't have outdoor lights on the house. They had some indoor electricity, but no outdoor electricity. We're in a, we're in a very rural area 65 years ago. Right. Yeah. That should tell you a lot. Um, so he steps outside and he sees a bright light flash or streak across the sky. Yes. Um, This is sometimes reported as seeing a UFO move overhead and then land in some trees behind the house. Yeah. Depending on where it's reported, it's either a light flashed and then, or he watches a UFO move overhead and land. Yeah, it's also, in some situations, it's described as a metallic object, which implies some sort of reflective nature to it. And also, um, the streaking light is described in some situations as having a multicolor tail, which... We also were in a very rural, very dark area in a meteor shower. It was, there was a documented meteor shower, shower at the time. I will say, though, one thing that I find interesting about this story, and I think will come up a couple times, is this is at 7 p.m. in like the Midwest bordering on the south in August. So at it 7 been p.m., light still, it wouldn't probably. have been that dark at all, right? I mean, like it probably would have been like almost daylight light, right? Uh, so we're like two months, exactly two months after the solstice. I mean, so you're probably seven p.m. Yeah, I mean, it might be like around sunset, maybe. But I feel like bright, slightly before brightish. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been totally dark by any right, means. Yeah. Right. That's a. I think I'm the only reason I brought that up was because in my head, whatever it was, must have been pretty bright to stand out. Yeah. yeah, and also I think because of the time of year it is right now, as we're putting this out, I'm like, oh shit, it was where probably pitch black. Where it gets dark at four fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I left the office at six o'clock, and it had been pitch black for an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. So he sees either this light flash overhead or anywhere from that to a UFO flies overhead and lands. Right. Amongst some trees behind the house. He goes back to the house. And then he and the rest of the the folks in the house start hearing strange noises outside. And they start hearing their dogs freaking out. Yeah. And just to just to add to that, one of the one of the details I find interesting is everybody basically laughed at Billy Ray when he came in because he was sort of like a jokester prankster type. And so everybody in the family was like, cute story, bro, but nah. Right. Like, it was not, it was not, everyone was like, what? Let's go check it out. It was like, yeah, teehee, like, cute story. Yeah. So they're back in the house. Uh, They figure something might be up when they hear the dogs freaking. And they go outside to take a look. At that point, they see one of these creatures, goblins, aliens, owls, Emerging from this tree line. 
Yeah, and just to just to add slightly, maybe too much detail, but the the they that went outside is just uh, Billy Ray Taylor and Lucky Sutton. So the two of them were the ones who were like, "We're going to go investigate." And their first response is to shoot whatever this thing is, <laughs> which you know, not the worst idea. I mean, did wait? Did we describe the thing? Did we describe exactly what they saw? No. We should describe exactly what they saw. What did they see emerging from the? What was this owl, alien, goblin creature that they saw emerge from the trees? The way they described it after the fact was it appeared to be three and a half to four feet tall, okay, slightly humanoid in nature with short legs, long, thin arms, saucer-like glowing eyes Uh large pointed ears and the primary piece of this that i think was probably most disconcerting was that it was hovering not walking they're saying that there's this light source with this i mean i think it's only humanoid in that like it appeared to be bipedal in nature there was two two feet two arms um but, but it, it was gliding but, towards them. Yeah, bipedal, but not walking? But not walking. Okay. Gliding. Yeah. Hovering, they said. An upright something. Yes. Yeah. An upright something moving towards them. Which, that, like, some of that sounds pretty spooky. Some of it also sounds like perhaps an owl. Owls or, are capable of gliding. Or a variety of, like... Owls have pointy ears and yeah. two feet and... Or a variety of animals where, like, depending on... I don't know, depending on your identification of gliding or hovering, like maybe it appeared to be that and you're freaked out in in the nighttime. Some owls can be between two and a half and three feet tall. Yeah. Some of them big fuckers. Yeah. And so, yeah. So when they had gone out to investigate what the dog was barking about, Lucky had a shotgun, Billy Ray had a 22 rifle, and they clang clanged on it right away. Yeah, which... So I don't know if if this one specifically reacted in this way. They describe later, because uh, there are more of these things in their near future. Yes. In all of our shared near future. When, good when listener. They, when they would shoot these things, because uh, they, they, these things were also like up in the trees, you know. Yes. Like owls. Uh, <laughs> at one point, when they, w- when they shot these things... Sometimes the bullets would like clang off of them. It's they said that it sounded like shooting a like a metal trash can. Yeah. Sort of like a metal thud clang hollow Rattle. sound. Yeah. Yep. Um but some of them they said would like float down to the ground. Yeah. Like a big leaf falling out of a tree. So they wouldn't drop. They seemed to be incredibly light or somehow like levitating. Yeah. Yep. Um so I don't know what happened with this first one when they shot it. Yep. But it they said that the after the first one, most of them were resistant to their shots. Yes. Um there's a there's a quote from a uh, skeptoid did a podcast and like long write-up on this case. Got it. Um in that long write-up it says, quote, shoot them and they'd float to the ground and then escape. The men went through whole boxes of ammunition. The children were hidden under the beds and the mom repeated or the men repeatedly fired through the windows at faces that kept popping up in an almost funhouse fashion. Yeah, they, they had come back in after shooting at this first one, shut the doors and were basically keeping an eye on the yard and kept kept going at them there was one like point whack an alien in the windows yeah exactly there, there had been a certain point where uh billy ray had stepped back out front to check out one that he saw in the yard and uh glennie sutton saw a spindly hand reach down from above the door dang and grab him by the head his head fell off right after which Glenny basically saw it, like as it was reaching down to grab him, grabbed him by the arm and yanked him back in the house. What? And Lucky ran out with his gun and starts shooting. Wait, at- wait, wait, wait! They had one of these things inside the house at one point. No, 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 no. He was just outside the front door, 
and it came down from above the house and grabbed him by the head. Yeah. And as it was doing that, she yanked. Oh. She yanked. Uh, she yanked Billy Ray back into the house. I thought you meant he reached up and grabbed this thing above him and pulled the creature into the house. No, 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 no. That no. makes more she sense. She pulled him in like, oh shit, there's something about to grab your head and pulled him <laughs> back in the house. And Lucky came the other direction and was like, I'm going to start firing because I can see it from behind. Oh, so he went out. Oh, 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 Hell fucking yeah, you are. <laughs> Lucky went outside and started shooting at this thing that was apparently above the eve of the house. Got it. And apparently it had the same clang and disappeared back over the house. Uh, one last thing from that Skeptoid quote. It said that the families estimated that 12 to 15 creatures were involved. Yeah, and this was another one where I've seen this number reported differently in multiple different places. I saw one place said 3 to 4. I saw one place say 12 to 15. And I saw another number that was like 10. So I don't know, again... Gets a little muddy. If you're inside the house, so so far they've they've seen one, like sort of close up outside. Yeah, and then the rest of this, they're inside the house, seeing these things through the windows and hearing them move around, like on the roof and around the outside of the house. I don't know how you would get a good estimate. Yeah, unless you saw them all simultaneously. But you're gonna look through a window, even if you look through a window and see. 12 sitting outside couldn't that mean that there were then 50 of these things surrounding sure, the house there's something making a noise on top of your house right now and you don't know how and you can see there. 15 out of that window like yeah I, i'm guessing it's something more like they heard a couple or a few right and, and at at one point or another there was like Somebody saw one over here, and they heard something on the roof. Right. And based on the distribution of it, they were like, there's got to be a bunch of them or whatever it is. Right. I yeah. think all we can say for sure is that there was more than one. Yeah. Because there was too many things happening simultaneously for them to... Or one really fast something, I guess. Yeah. probably, yeah, anywhere from two to, I guess, 15 of whatever these were. Yeah. And I think I think it makes sense, too, because, you know as they're doing this crazy funhouse shit, like they had moved the children upstairs into a bedroom as they were like trying to figure out whatever the fuck they were trying to figure out. And as they're shooting at something out the front window, there was one that was banging on the window that the kids were in that stuck its face up by the window. So like, I think from that, angle too you go like oh if i can see two out here and one's all the way the fuck up there fucking with the kids you're like there must be a dozen there must be a bunch at that point there's and also they were popping into other window not into but like popping appearing in appearing in other windows as well in the house looking through maybe so there's i can't remember the specifics of the of the episode but there is a original twilight zone episode Ooh. about this i I don't know if it's about Similar. this, but it reminds me a lot of this incident. Okay. There's a woman in like a small country house who's being harassed by aliens. Oh, well, that's not very nice. But the twist at the end is that they're like little tiny miniature aliens and she's a giant to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just, and, but that probably would have been, because I think that original series ran in the 50s. I don't late, know. I late 50s, early 60s. I couldn't tell you. Maybe it was early 60s. But it would have been like pretty close to this incident or so like soon after. Potentially inspired by. Yeah. Or maybe probably inspired by if they were looking for weird shit and that made national news at the time. Right. This incident was also the origin of the phrase little green men. Yeah. So when this was, well, we should say, okay, so they- yeah, we could finish the story, I suppose. And then get to the the, sure. the newspaper article you know. where, where that comes up. They uh, essentially, they fight, if you will, fire at these things for what they say is about three hours. Yeah, so the, the first sighting was about seven o'clock, and then they showed up at the police station at 11 o'clock. So, so adding in some drive time and stuff, we're looking at like three, three and a half hours, something like that. Yeah, and I looked at it, the Hopkinsville downtown area is only about uh, like 15 minutes away from Cali. Okay. So, 
I mean, they may not have been in Kelly proper. It might have been outside of Kelly, but we figure 15, 20, 30 minutes to yeah. drive it. Three and a half hours or so. Yeah. yeah. That they were battling these. Battling these things. things. And yeah, there was a break in the the action, if you will, of them attacking the house. And they were like, we should uh, we should get the fuck out of here because this kind of sucks. Yeah. And they left and went to Hopkinsville to report it to police. So when they got to uh, when they got to Hopkinsville, the uh, the sergeant working at the police station was like, mm, "No, like you guys are crazy," and they basically had enough conversation with him for him to finally be like, "Okay, this seems weird, but like I guess we should go look Something at it." Something is apparently going on. One of the articles I found said the sergeant at the police station believed that it was possible that they had gotten into a gunfight with locals in the area, which I was like, is that a thing that you just are like, well, maybe, maybe them folks be shooting each other. Yeah, It sounds like something you might want to address as law enforcement, you know, a a gunfight. Those Kelly folks having their miniature civil wars on a random evening in the summer within your jurisdiction. Yeah, totally. But the weird part about it- not going to talk about the police's episode. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. Keep that on the Patreon. Yeah, all right, that sounds pretty good. Uh, the thing that I couldn't wrap my head around was the, peop- the amount of people that were then sent to the Sutton estate in Kelly were four city police officers, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and, and four military police officers 16. from the nearby Fort Campbell. We got 16 people out there. Now, I understand you had two guys empty, or three, actually, because another another guy, JC, had a shotgun as well. Who the but, fuck is JC? Uh, JC, I think he was one of the Suttons. JC, JC Sutton was another one of the, the folks in the family. I think he was a Sutton. Mm, Whatever. Yeah, John Charlie Sutton, JC Sutton. A lot of dudes shooting at stuff. They said... Uh, that they emptied something of a somewhere near a hundred rounds trying to shoot at these things. Who who said that? The police did or the men did? Um, I'm actually not sure which. Because this is another number that I've seen with a huge range. I I completely agree. I think they self-reported. We must have shot it at a hundred times. Okay. And I know the cops did find a bunch of shells, but I didn't see a number for the shells that got found. Yeah. But I still like. So you said. 16 people from four different departments of like both military and police jurisdiction to check out this thing. Like it just seems a little aggressive. Well, yes, I would agree. There's also the angle of regardless of what they were shooting at, they're out there spending a hundred rounds on something, and that's probably not safe. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Like, we should what, at least go check on these people. And maybe they're shooting at other humans, which is right. especially not safe. And fucking up their whole house in the process, by the way. They're shooting out through the windows at times. Like, literally breaking glass like windows. Like, not an open window, like shooting through a closed window at stuff. Shotgun blasts through screen doors. Yeah. Like, fucking, they're, like, when the cops, or... Uh, Cops, troopers, sheriffs, whatever. When Various they all showed forms up, of law enforcement. They they found the evidence of them shooting through like walls. Like there was bullet holes in the door frames. There was bullet holes in windows and screens. This reporting also varies wildly. Yes, but yes, any the low end is like they shot out one window. The high end is multiple. They fucked windows. the whole house up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. They checked it out. There wasn't a ton of evidence. There wasn't any evidence of what they had actually been fighting, except the one weird green glowing light. The, there's a glowing Ooh, light they left alien goo in a place where <laughs> one of the guys said they had shot at something. I have not had any close encounters. And I'm pissed. <laughs> but they couldn't retrieve any of it. It was more just like a green glow, which some people have attributed to a forest fungus that is like phospho. Luminescent, bioluminescent. Yeah, that may be one of those. When biology makes light, what's phospholuminescent? That's not a word. Phospholuminescent. Phosphorescent. Phosphorescent. Phospholuminescent. Probably phosphorescent. I think that's right. I don't know what that means though. It's I. I'm pretty sure it's a word. I think the word you're looking for is bioluminescent or bioluminescence. You're probably right. That's when biology creates light through. 
biological processes. You're probably right. You know, like algae and such. Apparently there's a band called Phosphorescent. Cool. That's not what I was referring to. All right. Phosphorus is a thing. I quit. <laughs> Bioluminescent. Uh, they saw a light. Natural things. There is a fungus that is found in the south that is found in forests and is known to be bioluminescent that can give off a green light. So, so many it, it people chalked it up thing. to that. Um, the police left. The family went back to the house. And at 3.30 in the morning, whatever this fucking thing or things were or was returned. And the police were there for a minute, though, right? They stayed there for like two and a half hours. Yeah. And they so they finally probably bounced out at like, I don't know, one, two in the morning or whatever. or something, yeah. And then they, these things came back at 3.30 in the morning. Well, the cops are gone. Well, the cops are gone. They had to go into hiding. They had to wait. Um, so after that, the family essentially left because they were like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Face your fears, son. And uh, the next day townspeople and the newspapers and everything uh, kind of flooded the house to get the lowdown on this wild ass story that had occurred over the night, which is where we get the newspaper article from, which I'm just going to read a small piece of, cause I think it's cool slash interesting that we have a very, uh, very real, like you can get the microfiche of the homepage of the Kentucky new era was this the next day, the 22nd? Or? It was. There was the 22nd. Okay. So it was the very next day, which is interesting because that means that somebody got to interview police and family members at some point in the night or morning and still get it out in the paper that day, which I don't yeah, fully... if this event was going through the night, like round two started at 3.30 a.m. Right. Do you, have, do you have reporters who hang out by the police station and follow the cops around when they go do stuff and write stories about it overnight? Maybe that's what it was. I don't yeah. know. I suppose um, in a small town, maybe word of anything unusual travels quickly. Too. Quickly. But man, I'm just going to read the headline and the first couple paragraphs because it's so wild. The, the headline is, story of spaceship, 12 little men probed today. Kelly Farmhouse scene of alleged raid by strange crew last night. Reports say bullets failed to affect visitors. All kinds of investigations were going on today in connection with the bizarre story of how a spaceship carrying 12 to 15 little men landed in the Kelly community early last night and battled occupants of a farmhouse. <laughs> Most officials of the probes was reportedly being staged by the Air Force. More than a Wait, dozen... Sorry, say that last line again. Most official of the probes was reportedly being staged by the Air Force. Okay. As in... The air, the most official. Those probe. are the, the four military police folk that you referenced earlier. Correct. Okay. As in the highest level of government that showed up to look into this thing was people from the Air Force. Is and that there is a base nearby. Yeah, Fort Campbell is nearby. Okay. Uh, more than a dozen state, county, and city officers from Christian and Hopkins counties went to the scene between 11 p.m. and midnight and remained until after 2 a.m. without seeing anything either to prove or disprove the story about the ship and its occupants. What would disprove that story i mean i don't know man a gang of owls i guess yeah, or a bunch of dead owls with fucking bullets <laughs> in their heads like you might be like oh yeah we found what you were shooting inside at. of <laughs> wearing trash cans over their heads yeah i guess yeah i don't know yeah. um maybe yeah maybe it was a bunch of owls that got stuck in metal trash cans and that's why they couldn't really fly they were just sort of hovering oh sure they were it was just a perfect enough counterweight for them right. to flap their wings and only go as high as I would let them. Yeah. It's pretty smart. I like it. Armored owls. Um, Put it on the list. Armored owls. <laughs> the armored owls. It's got to be the armored owls, right? The armored owls. Sure. Yeah, I think it does. Um, so that, that article where you obviously heard uh, the writer of that article say, little men... The stories later on was turned from little men into little gray men because they mm -hmm. described them as gray. And then in some other article that I don't actually know which one is, someone said, called them green instead of gray because green men coincided better with more of the tropes of the time around like aliens, little green men. Well, right. It's, I, I think this was the origin of little green men. So that wouldn't have was been. It? That that's what I've heard. Mm. Maybe and you're the, right, and the timing seems about right. Rob, yeah, help. Rob knows. Uh, you're saying 
Wait, what was the band name we just came up with? The Armored Dolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was reading a Reddit thread yesterday yes. on hip hop heads, which is some like 80% dumpster fire and 20% just pure gold. Awesome. Yeah. There was a thread yesterday of some high school kid who just decided to write out the like full history of the hip hop scene at his tiny high school in Northern Michigan and like all the crews and all the like diss tracks and all the beefs between oh all God. of them and stuff for this like sounds, the last four years. That sounds phenomenal. And he posted links to a lot of the songs on SoundCloud and stuff. Yes. And they're all horrible. Yeah, but also they're probably great. But like, one of the first lines of one of them is, I ball hard like an armadillo. Oh, <laughs> man. You know what? Which might be the best best line in the shittiest song I've ever heard. That's a really fire bar. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Everything else about that song was just terrible. Dog shit, but I ball hard like an armadillo. Oof. You got me hooked. Strong. You know, you know the thing about like you know in the first three seconds whether you're gonna like a song or not? I knew in the first three seconds that I loved that song. Yeah, you made it. Mm-hmm. You you won me over. <laughs> um throughout the Days and months and even years that followed the Kelly Goblins or the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, um, police and others noted that the family's stories and descriptions of the beings remained relatively consistent uh, throughout all conversations that were had. Um, Neighbors acknowledged that they had seen lights both in the sky and in the woods that night of the 21st. But That's that, pretty weird. But yes, but that they thought that the Sutton family was potentially um, trying to go after a pig that had gotten loose from their farm. So they were like, oh, they're probably using lanterns to go find a mm. piece of like livestock that they had lost that evening. Did you say a piece of livestock? Is that, I don't know what the, <laughs> a, a, a lives, it's not a livestock. Could you say a pig? A pig. An animal. A friggin' a, a fucking sow in the a woods. A friggin' animal, bud. <laughs> a wild beast. Um, uh, no. A tamed beast. A tamed beast. Uh, but speaking of wild beasts, they, uh, neighbors also confirmed that they had heard gunfire coming from the Sutton property, but it was relatively normal in Kentucky at the time to be scaring off bobcats or... Yeah, most nights you hear a couple pap-paps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's shooting somebody in this town. <laughs> um, but scaring off a bobcat or something that, again, that could be threatening your profits or your scaring livestock. Scaring off an alien. It's threatening your livelihood. Yeah. But I think those things are relevant to say that they acknowledge that there was a commotion on the property that included both gunfire and light in the woods in some capacity. It wasn't as if the family had just fully invented this entirely. Well, I mean, they could have they could have gone they could have done those things via invention. I'm just saying the things. All, all that we can confer- confirm is that they were outside at night shooting at stuff. Sure, yes, which could be for a lot the, of things. The spectrum from nothing to aliens coming out of a spaceship. True, um, but also pre- press came, people came, people were looking for souvenirs. They wanted to take a piece of the house in some cases. People had wanted to take like... That's fucked up. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> this this house had been touched by aliens or whatever, I guess. Um, the family but, at one point tried to start charging people who wanted to come do it. pieces of their house? <laughs> yeah, but had done so primarily Selling also... your house like square inch by square inch? Right. I mean, I guess. Uh, but they also had done so because so many unwanted people were traipsing through their fields yeah. that they were starting to basically fuck their fuck their land up and they couldn't live a normal life because there were so many people that were coming to gawk and ask questions and fucked with their fields and fucked with their livestock and they wanted to start charging because they were trying to be like what the fuck like if you're gonna come fuck our shit up you gotta give us money for it can I do a quick dad dog's ghost blog update fuck yeah you can bro so it, this is our shit it snowed a lot for the first time this year Did. last week Did. i think as we were, was it as we were recording this episode last week or was it the patreon uh whatever one of it them was about this time last week it snowed a whole bunch i spent i can see from the studio i can see spencer's neighbor's roof and that roof went from a normal gray shingle roof to a completely white like six inch snow roof in the time that we were done recording yeah so the next day, 
my idiot dog, uh, <laughs> he actually like woke up super early and w- I don't think slept most of the night because he was so excited that he could see snow out the window. Yep. So I get up and I, I let him outside in the morning and he's just like running laps around the yard, jumping up and down, sticking his face in the snow, just yep. being, he, he loves it. Yep. And at one point we have this like downspout on the back of the house and we've got like a, a little extension on it because it goes across the sidewalk and he gets so amped and everything looks different that he manages to <laughs> pull this downspout ex- extension yes. off of the downspout. It's a big bone, man. And so he's got this like six, maybe eight foot long piece of plastic tubing yeah. in, his, big, in his mouth. Everything's a big bone, bro. In his mouth, running around the yard. Yes. And I imagine in his head just screaming, I got the house. I got it. I got part of the house. I won. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. I won. I got the fucking house. Fuck with me. I'm grown now. I own it now. <laughs> He's just, it's too big for him to actually. You eat out of a bowl, Dad. I own the house now. Dad, blame it, boy. It's too big for him to like really carry, but he's like got his head sideways, kind of dragging it behind him oh, across yeah. the snow. Is there anything better than when a dog gets a stick that's far too big for it to carry? No, I don't think so. Also, today some of that snow started melting and then refreezing and making a bunch of icicles on my garage. Oh, big time! And he learned this afternoon that he can go back there, jump up, and knock the ice bones <gasps> off the side of the house. Ice bones! <laughs> Yay! Ice bones! <laughs> Also put on the list. Yes. But he was running around with like three foot long icicles in his mouth thinking he had just fucking solved the mysteries of the universe. Yes. I mean, how happy is a dog with a bone that is also a bowl of water? Yeah. The happiest dog ever. He He was born in January last year and like... He was so incredibly sad when the snow melted because I think he just thought that was going to be how life was that he was always going to be in the snow. It took him like he didn't pee for like a full day because he didn't know that he could pee not on snow. Oh, no. Yeah. And so he was just the happiest boy in the world when it returned. Got it. Because I think he thought it was never coming back. I love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that's the story of the encounter itself and what we know or quote unquote know about what it was and what happened. There's, I mean, there's a handful of, I guess, theories. We've already obviously alluded to one of the primary ones, or I guess the primary one that dismisses this, which is that through some collective, uh, Mind meld, psycho. Mm, where's the Where's the rest of this isn't, going? Isn't there a word for this? I don't know what you're trying to say yet. Colle- what's like the collective psychosis or whatever? Oh, the uh, delusion of two, but in French. Yeah, that one. Folie de. Yeah, that's the one. Something like that. Where essentially, like, is it possible Billy Ray sees the thing coming through the sky, which is just a comet? But he, it's 1955, and that's not a super familiar concept, and he didn't have, maybe had never seen one before. Meteor, by the way. Meteor, sorry. Sees it and goes like, that's fucking crazy. And then on his way back, sees a giant owl, and he's from Pennsylvania, and maybe he hasn't seen owls like this in this size, and it's sliding towards him in the forest, and he's fully freaked the fuck out and convinces everyone through his passion and fear that there's something else going on. And it's possible that great horned owls are, well, not possible. It is known that great horned owls have the potential to be uh, aggressive when defending their nests. So is it possible that Billy Ray had disturbed a great horned owl's nest in his walk to the well in the evening that night and that these owls proceeded to essentially defend the against the house by bopping into the windows was the arm that reached down and grabbed his head, a swooping owl that came down and like basically tried to do an or, owl attack on the top of his head or an owl, you know, perched on the roof. You're right. Yeah. Or perched on the roof and swooping down to grab him or whatever. Um, that's the way the story is most frequently dismissed. I should say. Yeah. Which I think is reasonable. Um, a great horned owl specifically like, do and can and do live in that area. Mm-hmm. 
They're roughly the size that was described. Uh, they're usually like two, two and a half feet tall. Yep. Um, the 12 to 15 number is weird. There wouldn't have been a dozen owls probably, but also... No, but they also could have got that wrong. Yeah, we can be pretty sure that that's just an estimate. The, um, the biggest... Sorry. And going back to this Skeptoid article for a second, um, it says, quote, the families themselves stated that only once did anyone see as many as two at the same time. Okay. I don't know where that's being sourced from. But, right. Um, I do think it's – so, yeah, I think that is possible. I think if we're going – Occam's razor, that's the most likely explanation. I do, however, think it's weird that people living in that area, A, wouldn't recognize an owl. See, fucking thank you. I literally have this written in all caps in my notes. If you live in fucking rural Kentucky, you've seen an owl in the evening. Especially if they're nesting near your house. Yeah, you've seen them in the evening. You've seen them in the daytime. Even if they're nocturnal beings, you've seen them. Like, there's no way that that is a thing, a thing that is so unfamiliar to you that you want to fucking get all of your guns and shoot multiple rounds through fucking doors Just, and yeah. windows to get that thing away Do from you. You damaged your own home. I, I also think it's odd that someone living in that area would be so confused or mistake a meteor so badly. I mean, I live and have always lived in an urban area, and I know what meteors look like. I've seen them many times. They've never scared me. They've never made me think that an alien spacecraft was landing. Yeah, but I mean, do you think it's possible that, again, like if this person was from, I don't know, maybe he was from Philadelphia and like a slightly urban area and like hadn't seen them in Philadelphia and this was his first time visiting Kentucky and he's out by the well and like maybe it was a pretty low, pretty bright one and he was like, holy shit, that fucked me up. I've seen low, bright meteors like in Minneapolis though. I mean, I have two, but I'm just saying like, is it possible that, I mean, everyone has to have their first time. We don't know how old this dude is. Like maybe it was the first one he'd ever seen and it freaked but, him out. But even if you do... They don't land. They're not shaped like a craft. They don't no. light up on the ground. Things don't come out. Of, like, there's so many more steps yeah. between that. Even if you're seeing a light in the sky that you don't immediately recognize, there's so many steps between that and saying a UFO landed there and I sure. saw a thing come out of it. Well, he never says he saw a thing come out of it. He says he saw something land and then to, the thing to make in the a connection between the two. Sure, I get it. Also, I, if I were to bring some skepticism to this whole thing, it's not clear how much of this story actually originated with the people that were there, or even with law enforcement. We really only have one like original source to go off of, which is that newspaper article you referenced earlier. Yep. Everything else that's out there, we can't really trace back to any quotes, to any actual information. We have no photographic evidence of anything. It's It really is like a, a retelling of a retelling of a retelling at this point. Yes. For most of the information that we have. Yes. And a lot of the, like, I guess more... Uh, salacious bits of this story I don't think are in that original article uh i mean like the hand reaching down and grabbing the head is definitely in the original article. i guess i'm thinking more specifically the like alien ufo angle oh no it's like that's like the primary angle of that article but what what specifically do they reference do they say like billy ray age 28 says and then is there like um one sec like how how specific does it get i guess or is it get it back open really quick you know um it says um i mean it's just a it's just a retelling um i guess i'm saying do we have like do we have quotes do we have any first-hand information the first-hand information is from chief greenwell and deputy sheriff bats who say they got this story from the still terrified and excited Sutton and Taylor families. So the way that I understand it is that the writer of the article 
interviewed the share like the two police folk that were in the station when the family gave their original story. Okay. I'm looking at that same article now. I'm assuming uh, it's the Kentucky New... New Era. New Era, yeah. So this says at one point, uh, spokesman for the crowd told of how something resembling a spaceship or flying saucer landed at the back of their house and 12 or 15 men who appeared to be about four feet tall got out of the ship and came up to the house and done battle with the occupants this is written weirdly well he done battle it said it actually they says they done battle with them the actual quote is 12 or 15 men who appeared to be about 4 feet tall and got out of the ship and come up to the house and done battle with the occupants well, <laughs> that's the actual quote well let's uh <laughs> No, I'm not doing any stereotypes. Uh, no, just, no um, stereotypes just, tonight. Uh, nope, uh, nope. Uh, yeah, so, okay. Billy so- Ray gonna kill us, <laughs> kill us some aliens tonight. God damn it. Don't See? do it. See? Uh, yeah, so this is mostly from law enforcement. There are no direct quotes from any of the family as far as I can tell. Uh, we need help. One of the men said, we've been fighting them for nearly four hours. Yeah, that doesn't tell us anything. One of the no. family ones. Uh, one of the quotes that I do like, f- which is... <laughs> Sorry. oh What happened? What'd you find? Uh, the men got their guns, a shotgun for Sutton and a twenty two caliber target pistol for Taylor. By and by, one of the little men pressed his face against the window, and the shotgun was fired through the window. Yeah, dude. The face disappeared. Yeah, dude. I bet it did. I bet it turned to fucking <laughs> dust, bro. You blow a shotgun through a window from six feet away, that face is powder now. Why are you pressing your face up against the or window, missed. and then immediately your face is just shot off? I mean... God damn. Carol and the men, deci- the men decided to go outside and see if the visitor had been hit. Yeah. You just shot him in the face from point blank, bud. They want they were looking for an alien body. Oh boy, with no face. Carol Ann Barnett uh wrote the Kelly Hopkinsville incident, an historical review in nineteen ninety eight. And she wrote something that I thought was pretty interesting. She said Based on my experience of the region, I would testify to the fact that no one in that area would consider making up anything remotely like what the Suttons and Taylor said they saw. The residents of southwestern Kentucky are people who even now are largely religious and conformists. To make up a story like this, one would run the risk of being branded as insane or a congenital liar with a pox on their family to boot. The ridicule, the contempt, the ostracism, the media circus, no one would risk it. It just wouldn't happen unless it really happened. Now, I say that to say, I think that's interesting to say that some people say, well, the... And, and we've gone through this before with these stories. Well, the family made it up. They made up a story to get the attention, to get the interviews, to get the money, to charge people to come to their house or whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't think that's the case here. But also, I don't think it is either. That quote also is basically worthless. Why? In what way? It's uh, who's it from? Carol Ann Barnett. She wrote, and who is she? I don't know. She's a she's a historian who wrote about the area at the time and wrote about the specific incident. I'm just saying, like somebody who didn't know the actual people involved, generalizing about all people in this region to say, but to come to the, to come to the conclusion that something couldn't happen, like that's just not true. Okay. Of course, it could. It it could, but and you, you don't know the people involved. You don't know the context. It could, but you don't think there's an ounce of validity to someone saying. The culture of the community at the time was not one wherein this would be a thing that would be like looked upon fondly. That you would you knowing that you were doing this was to risk your livelihood, your community, your social elements. Sure. Like I think that's I, I think that's valid to say about a community at the time in the place. Yeah. Yes. I also don't think this is a hoax to begin with. I don't either. Which and, is, I and think someone unassociated with any of this stuff saying making a generalization doesn't move anything for me more than like one or two percent. Yeah, like I, it, it makes it what I already thought was unlikely two percent less likely. I think it. I think it is a interesting anecdote related to one of the put out explanations, which is the family made it up, and I don't think that's what happened. No, I don't think that's a good explanation. 
to begin with. No, I don't yeah. either. But I think it's I think it's a it's a nice additional piece to help check that box and say that's probably not what happened. I also, sure. for what it's worth, have a hard time with the this family fought two owls who lived on their property for four hours explanation because that seems so ridiculously unlikely to me that okay, A, there are descriptors of this thing or things, whatever. First of all, it fucking glowed. Owls don't glow. Owls also don't have arms and legs. They have legs, but they don't have arms. I don't know. Maybe you ever seen wings. that video of the, the naked baby owls in the attic? Yeah, they do look creepy, but those things are standing in a barn. They're not gliding towards you. Well, they could at, be. At, well, they could owls be. Owls be gliding, bro. Owls do Silent be gliding. Silent wings, sharp talons. But also, you know what owls don't do? Clang when you shoot them. <laughs> Like, that's a thing that's a very weird, specific detail of this whole story, that they were clanging and not being affected. Now, maybe it was dark and these guys were terrible shots and they were shooting these things multiple times. And I don't know, maybe they're hitting fucking fence posts or well buckets or fucking whatever and metals clanging when they're shooting and they're thinking they're hitting things that they're missing and then clanging against. But still, it's a weird anecdote to say that's happened over and over again. And then, sorry, the last thing I'll say is there's just been so many, like... There has to have been so many sightings of this over four hours that not only would you shoot at it that many times, but you would also be inclined to, at a certain point, be like, we are so convinced this is a thing that we have to put the family in two separate vehicles and drive into town to the cops because we're so freaked out by this. Like, that's a level of personal conviction related to what something is that I feel like speaks... Or isn't, or... Unknown or, yeah. Yeah, like that speaks volumes to me of being like, eh, it, it might just be the owls in the area. Let's just shut the windows and doors and go to sleep was not a thing that they were thinking of in their mind. It was, we have to keep firing at this thing until there's a quiet period where we can get in the cars and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like that to me says like, that says a lot about people who are rural people who live in this area who should know what's going on. Or should should, right. should know better if that is what that is. If this is your reaction, then that should have been happening every night. Right. Because that, yeah. that can't be the first time that you would have disturbed the horned owls who had a nest in your area and fucked your house up and terrorized it for four total hours. Like, those are some persistent fucking owls to be coming out your time, windows. Their time to shine. They were just waking up. Their time to shine. L- literally. Ooh, we... Ooh, we've been waiting to fuck this house up. Ooh, I got my rest in. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, that is weird. And the only real piece that we do have documented is that they showed up at a police station that night saying right. this stuff. Right. Uh, which uh, that in itself is odd. We don't have confirmation or evidence or even good like anecdotal evidence of any of the other parts of this story. Yeah, we just have this newspaper article. Which even the article cites one source, which is the police department. Yeah. So I I am skeptical of any of the details of this story in terms of like, was it one shot? Was it 300? Did they see one thing or two things? Did they see 15? Deputy was something Sheriff glowing? Was something not glowing? Did a UFO land or was it a meteor? Like, yeah. there's so much. Uh, there's there's such a lack of specificity to any of it, and then there are no sources for any of it. It seems very possible to me that this story has evolved over time to include all of the elements that now are in the common telling of it. Yes, but and the no. basic premise is odd to say the least. I would I I hear what you're saying. I I would say in terms of some of the stories we've talked about, the initial article, the initial coverage of it is far wilder than a lot of the other stuff that we've encountered. Like I think I feel like a lot of the stories we hear, the initial newspaper story is like strange, but then details get built on from well someone talked to someone or someone talked to someone yeah. whereas the original Roswell was a UFO crashed. True, but I mean, I guess like that's what I mean though is like I put this similarly in the weirdness of that initial reporting of it with the people that were interviewed and talked to that like it's pretty far out, and there's like there's a lot of yeah, detail guess, in I, the initial story. I guess what I'm saying is that even that initial story is based solely on the word of one family, not to say that they're hoaxing yeah. it, but if they 
if they misinterpreted anything, then the reporting is going to reflect that. Yeah, so it's just one retelling of the misinterpretation. There's, yeah, no, that's there's no independent confirmation of any of the things being reported there. Sure. As far as we know. Yeah, I mean, there's the only the only things that are independently reported are that they shot their house up, the neighbors heard and saw gunfire and lights in the woods. Which could have a multitude of explanations. But nobody can can confirm the clanging armored owls. Right. I, it's it's a weird one, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I, I'm also by no means convinced that they fought aliens. <laughs> no, I'm not either. And let me be clear: like I'm I'm not um, I'm not arguing that they did. I just think it is weird enough. It's not weird enough. It's weird in its own right, and it's weirder with the detail that is incorporated in the very initial telling, which I would think would be one of the most accurate versions of it. Right? It's like. The, it is the yeah the most accurate we're going to get the morning after and this is what they said the morning after again yeah. no guarantees that what they said was what they thought it was but it's fucking weird it's definitely weird yeah yeah I'm not gonna argue that and the moral of today's story is don't ever go to Kentucky it's scary there no it's fine they've got the hell hellier stuff and these goblins and hell yeah and I'm gonna I've, start watching that tomorrow I, I read something about they got their own version of the skunk ape perfect Every, a, everybody they got does a Kentucky squatch. Sass Tucky? Well, Sass Tucky. That's pretty good. All right. (laughs) Hey, we love y'all. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for listening. If you want us to send us an email, if you want us to send us, I'll send you an email. You send me one. All right. Either way, it's hi at whatifpodcast.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail at 612 246 4614, we begin some nice iTunes reviews. That's awesome. We appreciate it when y'all do that. Uh, If you want to hop over to iTunes and tell the world that you like us, that'd be great. Uh, you can buy shout-outs on the show, shop.whatitpodcast.com. Get a T-shirt or a poster or a fucking beanie bud. Have a good week. See you next week.